You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. And we're officially recording. Happy Thursday, George. During Thursday night football, Steelers-Vikings, we decided, even though we've had a very busy week and almost didn't have a podcast, that we're going to combine the NBA and NFL and get it done. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, God... There's so much going on in the sports world, but also so much going on with the holidays at the same time. So it's kind of like difficult and, you know, this is a full business, but, you know, for people who listen to this podcast, it's not the only part of our business. So we're trying to run a business, run the podcast and run life and life right now is a little, little hectic to say the least, but it's good. It's hectic. Holidays are always hectic, but in the sports world, you do have college football playoff, like rankings happen and like the mm-hmm. official playoff was set. Baseball's in a lockout. It's the middle of football season, uh, middle of basketball season, middle of hockey season if you're a hockey fan, F1 if you like F1's happening. And like you said, it's also the holiday season. A lot of friends in town, a lot of visiting for us. And we usually, as everyone knows, we usually do an NFL pod, NBA pod, and we have our segments for each one. So today we decided instead of doing both the NFL segments and both the NBA segments, we're going to do, do two of them in one podcast. We're going to do our three kings and three stooges of NFL quarterbacks. And we're going to do our King Jack and Joker of the NBA week. And then hopefully next week, um, things will be a little easier for us to do both those podcasts and uh, get them done in full length. Yeah. And this is not the get to know you section of the podcast, but I do want to say if you're listening to this on the audio version, uh, I, there'll be some clips, I'm sure, or something. Go, go check out Sammy's hair he has a ponytail right now and it's fantastic like i i'm kind of jealous of it i just want to go through the process of growing one but man congratulations on the ponytail um first time ever yeah i mean it took six months to grow your hair out that long it's i mean you got to congratulate you went through the hard hard time the ugly times not you not ugly the hair got ugly and uh now now it's looking it, it does you know i could have taken that offensively but it actually does make me uglier when, when you know well, not you, you no no it doesn't make you uglier i wouldn't say that i just say I mean, sometimes the hair gets ugly like if yeah, i grew my hair out it does make you look uglier when you're going through a bad hair phase there's a reason people get haircuts right it makes you either more or less attractive it makes you more attractive when you get haircuts so people wouldn't do it right there's sure. a certain phase when you grow your hair out that makes you less attractive and uglier because your hair is all over the place awkward length i had an awkward length for a while where it wouldn't fall downward, and it was only puffing upward. And I also couldn't gel it anymore. It wasn't staying. Now it's to the point where, if you don't know, I trim the sides. If you're listening to this, I trim the sides. I do like a fade on the sides. So it's almost like the man bun type of hair. Um, but, you know, now I have the ability to gel it, and it's starting to fall a little more. And you have the ability to do the ponytail now. So all of it's kind of better than the situation where you have that awkward, makes you uglier face. And it does yeah. make you ugly. And no honestly – Honestly, I, I misquoted. I said everything wrong there. You don't have a ponytail. You have a man bun. A ponytail, I think, actually goes down and like like hangs down. It's a man bun, but it's awesome. Like don't don't get me wrong. I don't know who cares what it's called. It's it's just fucking amazing. It's also the beginner stage. It's it's very much Russell Wilson um, when he kind of did that phase where he grew his hair out and put it in like that man bun in the, at some ball or gala with Sierra, and it was like a different look. And I kind of got that. Exactly. (laughs) Well, speaking of Russell Wilson, that's a great segue to quarterbacks. Um, He will not be a king or stooge uh, this week. Um, 
barring any um, crazy theories by Sammy putting him either a king or a stooge because I'm not. I, I don't think you are either. No matter what, he wouldn't be a stooge. It'd be pretty yeah. impossible for us to be in the stooge section. And, and yeah. as for kings, he's not going to be in the king section. But I will just say that um, he is trending upwards, not close to the kings necessarily, but but definitely upwards. trending up back upwards to where he was previously about two weeks ago. And we all know he had the injury. He, he was one of those guys that early in the season is in the King conversation every week. He fell pretty far out of it. But I, it's, I, it's safe to say now there's a scenario where in three, four weeks he's creeping up back to it. There's a scenario. You have to keep winning, but there yes, is that scenario. Yes. Totally. All right. So let's get started. Um, as always, let's start with the Stooges. And I think this week was a little bit tougher for me on the Stooge level. Um, I think that's let's, 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 uh, Keep it pretty simple here. I don't. I don't think we are going to be taking Trevor Lawrence off the stooge list. He hasn't done anything to deserve to leave, so we can just throw that out there from now. He's the number one guy, uh, unfortunately for him, and that doesn't mean. Remember, if you if you're new to this podcast, it's on a revolving list. So Tyrod Taylor is hurt again, and David Mills is coming back in. They don't have a starter yet. You can't put either one of those technically nope. the way our like our rankings work because neither neither one's like a full time starter. So Trevor Lawrence is the only like permanent full-time not injured starter that has uh, found his way to not move off the list. So he's a really simple one to keep on there. Um, and to his to his credit, though, I mean, the reason he's still on the list is because he is not hurt and hasn't lost his job like a lot of other guys yeah. that have been on and off the list. So for him, it's not necessarily the worst to be one of the students, right? He's a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and I'm going to do for like next week, like I'm going to actually go pull up after this Trevor Lawrence game, go pull up uh, Peyton Manning's first year and go through all those games as well because I think a lot of people are comparing those two seasons quite a bit, and I haven't done that. I feel like people just throw that out like, oh, it's like Peyton Manning's rookie year, but I never looked up Peyton Manning's rookie year stat, like his full stats maybe, but I haven't looked at the game by game, so I don't even know if that's a true statement or a not true statement, so it'd be a fun exercise to do. Um, I mean, Peyton Man- <laughs> <laughs> you right. just say things. Um, time to move on. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna say no, no, no. I didn't know. You look like you didn't have anything to say. That's why I was. Well, go. I mean, I just don't think it's that interesting of an exercise. So we know they both had a pretty bad rookie season, right? Both threw a lot of picks. Both played pretty bad. I, I'm sure they're not that eerily similar. Like I don't know if Trevor Lawrence will get anywhere near what Peyton Manning had. I think like in the high tens or twenties of interceptions, like almost thirty picks. And it's, Rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. I know Trevor Lawrence isn't necessarily that bad. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I'm actually I actually just pulled it up just to kind of have some fun here. Um, Peyton Manning, you're right. He had 28 interceptions his rookie year. I didn't realize it was that many. Um, good call by you and uh, yeah, 26 touchdowns. 20, yeah, yeah, good good call by you. 26 touchdowns, 28 picks. So like. For those who, you know, obviously it's not ideal that um, Trevor Lawrence is not doing good this season. Um, but, you know, Peyton Manning, 3-13 and record, 26 touchdowns, 28 picks his rookie year in a 56% completion percentage. And then somehow turned it around to 13-3 and the following season. How many yards? Uh, 3,700 yards. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning's season might be – that bad season might be better than Trevor Lawrence's still. Trevor Lawrence what, what? is – 2,500 yards. What was that? I was going to say what it was. The, what's Trevor Lawrence's yards? I was, get, I was getting there for you. Yeah. 2,500 yards. Um, he has nine touchdowns and 10 picks. He's not even able to throw touchdowns. And I know it's not yeah. as many interceptions, but, uh, 
you know, obviously Peyton Manning they gave him the trust to sling the ball. And at least he was getting a couple touchdowns here and there. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't even mustered up 10 touchdowns in 12 games. Uh, he's, he's struggling. Yeah, he's struggling. Um, and he's on pace for 3,300 yards in one more game than Peyton Manning because of his 17 game yeah. season. So and not, not on well, he's on pace for like 14 touchdowns and like 17 picks. Like, not a very good season. Yeah, not very. It was actually 13 touchdowns, 12 picks, according to ESPN. So even uh, lower. Nobody even makes That's not. How does that pace work? He has more picks than touchdowns. Uh, maybe it was the opposite. I just turned it down. Maybe it's 12 touchdowns, 13 picks. But yeah, it's not 17, 16. It's not even that high. Um, another guy I want to put on this uh, list, and I think you're going to agree, even like there's not many options here, is Taysom Hill. Gonna, okay. Don't say Jared Goff yet. The guy got the win. Like, let's be nice for a second. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, him off the list this week. Taysom Hill. Um, now, the hard thing with Taysom Hill, and I agree, I think he is. I honestly think he's the worst fucking starting quarterback in the NFL. If he wasn't athletic, <laughs> I agree. A quarterback, right? But the hard thing with him is you could have that argument that he's able to gain yardage and, you know, make things happen. But unfortunately for him, he gets paid like somehow he has like a hundred million dollar contract and he lost. So in spite of Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints and their shitty quarterback that somehow has this contract that he has. And as George would say, he has, to ha he has something on Sean Payton. Sean Payton's committed a murder. Sean Payton is cheating on his wife. I don't know which one of those two. Or they're cheating are again. Bounty gate stuff. There's, bounty gate. there's something in Taysom Hill has it on Sean Payton. There's no yeah, other explanation. They keep extending this man's contracts. And then they'll be like, well, we should start Jameis over. And then they'll be like, oh, Jameis got hurt. Well, how about Trevor Simeon? And then it's like, okay, Trevor Simeon's not working. Now, We'll go to our hundred million dollar utility guy who what who has a catch once in a while, maybe a run once in a while. Like he's not even that much of a utility guy. Yeah, and he's bad, not he a good utility quarterback, and he sucks at playing quarterback. So he's like the fucking Willie Bloomquist of the NFL. That's an awful reference. I I I, I like the reference, but it's a really bad reference because most people would not know what that means. There's if a lot of people from, from Seattle, Seattle who listen to this podcast, so they might know okay, who it is. But I mean, if it's it's not a Seattle podcast. This is not our current Seattle podcast. If you don't know, if somebody if I was listening to a Pittsburgh to guys from Pittsburgh and they made a Willie Bloomquist Pittsburgh Pirates reference type of thing, I would not know who they mean. So he's like, sure. he's the he's the utility guy that doesn't do shit on a baseball team, and he gets overpaid, and it's kind of a insane situation. So I'll throw him on that list with you too. He can really easily have one good game and get himself off that list because he he has <laughs> he hasn't had enough games to be like stuck on this list like a Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, fuck him. That's how me and George feel about this. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, who's your third guy to see if you throw the same guy I'm going to throw out there. I've been struggling. I've considered Zach Wilson. Um, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are switching spots again this week. So that one's kind of like mm. unfortunate and doesn't make sense. Um, I think it has to be somewhere in that Jared Goff, Daniel Jones-ish. Well, um, Daniel Jones didn't even play. It was Mike Lennon this week. So, I mean, I think it's the guy who's been on the list last week. He didn't play this week, but, I mean, he also didn't do anything to get off the list like Jared Goff did, and that's Cam Newton. 
Is he starting though? He did get benched. He is starting. He's starting. Yeah. So he was on our list last week and he hasn't like technically done anything to get off the list other than not play. Is that good enough? Just not playing good enough to get you off the stooge list. When, when golf, like I guess if golf didn't have a good game and win or, if Daniel Jones actually played, because I don't think Mike Glennon's actually eligible. Zach Wilson pr- probably played better than Cam Newton would ever play this season. Two touchdowns and a pick and 226 yards. I mean, it's not a great game or anything, but it's uh, it's better yeah, than one. And then, like, some people could say Baker Mayfield's been playing really bad, but they had a bye week to do anything on the list, right? Yeah, he didn't um, do anything. He deserved to be on the list for sure. Yeah, and you know it might be it could be a it's Cam Newton. Yeah, I right, think it's fair. obviously Cam Newton. Jared Goff got the win, so it's kind of one of those that is hard to argue. And everybody else that's kind of available as starters don't deserve to be on the list. Like the Heineke, Bridgewater, Tannehill, Roethlisberger, Garoppolo, Hertz, Jones, Mayfield list. There, none of those guys necessarily deserve mm-hmm. to be on that spot as much as Cam Newton. I, I totally agree. So yeah, let's put Cam Newton on there. It's pretty simple to me. Trevor Lawrence, Taysom Hill, and Cam Newton. All right. I like that. Taysom Hill. Let me write that one down, George, because if I don't write that right. down, you're not going to do it. We have Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Trevor Lawrence. Beautiful. All right. On to our Kings. Oh, boy. Let's just start with Aaron Rodgers. Yep, easy. He didn't play. Did they? They had a bye week, or did they just win easily? And I forgot that they even played. Hey, that I don't have. We usually do this podcast earlier in the week, so I like. No, they, they had a bye week, week, but he didn't do anything to get off the list. Yeah, he's on there. Him. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. This sucks, but I think it's just last week. Didn't we have Rogers, Mahomes, Brady? Yep. Is it Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady? Nope, I don't think so personally. I have some pushback here. I think Brady is still on there. But I want to talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes, who um, once again struggled. And I know they got the win, but I want to argue between Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and maybe Justin Herbert. I I don't know if I want to put Herbert there, but let's talk Mahomes versus versus, uh, Murray here for a moment. Yeah, I was just going to let you know quickly that Herbert can't be on. Herbert's been way too inconsistent in the sense of, like, that team goes up and down way too much. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, he had a good week. I mean, the Chargers really, he almost blew that game again for, like, a short period of time. Yeah. Um, Herbert's, I don't think, anywhere near that spot or taking over anybody at that spot yet. And he could be if he... He does it uh, in individual games. I just don't think he's had like a stretch that puts him there. Yeah, and that's why I also think Patrick Mahomes needs to be out because he's been inconsistent even though they've been winning games. I mean, this game, he went 15 for 29, 184 yards, no passing touchdowns, a pick. Um, He ran for a touchdown. Um, Kyler Murray, on the other hand, he didn't throw the ball much because they won. But he was 11 for 15. 123 yards, two touchdowns, 59 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns. So four total touchdowns, and the team won. So I mean, I just like I I, I kind of feel like Mahomes has been struggling, man. Like that, it's not like he's looked good. Like people are talking about his struggles. I think putting him on the Kings list is just like kind of like like just handing it to him. Yeah, my issue is you just read 
stats of two guys that both played a pretty similarly just average game. Um, and the difference between those two are the Chiefs have won five in a row, and Mahomes has at least been available every game. The hard thing for me with Murray, while Murray statistically, all things said, probably is having a better year, but he also did miss three straight games. This He's going to start for one game back. And that's where it gets tricky for me. Uh, he's, you know, like he, he's literally been out the last four weeks until this week. So right. that's why I like Mahomes above him. But in the sense of, like, well, I guess, did Kyler Murray do anything this week that would have been like, wow, yep, okay. You got to be ahead of Mahomes. They had very similar statistics that were they, pretty blip. I mean, four touchdowns, no turnovers versus one t- one turnover, one rushing touchdown. I mean, I mean, he had quadruple the amount of touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes. I would yeah, say that. I understand that, but Cam Newton had two touchdowns in his first game in two plays. That's not necessarily a. I know, but we're talking know. like. Uh, let me give you the completion percentage. Some. Kyler Murray was at 73%. Patrick Mahomes was just over 50%. Patrick Mahomes, I know I, I watched most of that game and he looked like shit. Like that was not Patrick Mahomes. Like he just doesn't look good to put him on the Kings. That's my problem. Like he doesn't look good right now. And part you of me, you got to find somebody open. else then because I agree with you that Patrick Mahomes can't, it shouldn't be on that list. But Kyler Murray has played one game in the last four and a half weeks or five weeks. I know, but I, I mean, they did, he did was available. I mean, I think they kind of rested him. He said they could, he could have played. I just, what he did when he came back was great. Who else could be on that list? Like it's, I just don't think Patrick Mahomes deserves to be a King right now. So who, who else would, do you want, we could put Mac Jones for throwing three passes. Cause only a fucking King can win. <laughs> put Bill Belichick on the Kings list. If he actually, if he threw the ball like 10 times and they won that game, he's actually creeping up this list. Yeah, um, I know. The whole list is difficult because Matt Stafford's had too many ups and downs. Derek Carr's had too many up and downs. Kirk Cousins up and downs. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz. I'm looking at like the passing yards leader in this league. That Those are like some of the top ones right there. Um, well, yeah. Okay, but here's a question for you. And uh, like you were talking about inconsistency with, with, uh, with, uh, sorry, uh, God, uh, Justin Herbert. Right. I, I think it's Herbert or Murray. Like I, I if we look at it in a whole sense of things, like Herbert's having a better season statistically than Patrick Mahomes. Like he has more touchdowns, less pick, higher QBR and more yards passing. Um, he's having a better season than the guy in his own division. I I, I don't think it's Herbert, but if we're gonna exclude Murray from this list, then it's Herbert. He's, he's having a better season than Mahomes. I would much rather put I don't think it's that serious, but I'd much rather put Herbert than the guy who's played one out of the last five weeks. Okay, then let's put Herbert. I, I'm totally fine with that. He, I I'm, think he, and but I think Herbert's going to be a rare scenario where he can come off the list, even if he doesn't do anything wrong next I week. I agree. Like, like okay, yeah, you just you're just kind of off the list because you know, like Murray had a one of those an insane week, or Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns. It's like. Okay, you were cut. He's, I guess, what is he? He's like the like, he's like the on the Kings list with an asterisk. Like, for, like you, you can easily fall off. Yeah, he can easily fall off. And my thing is like, this Kings list is just no one's really deserving really to be on there as the third King right now. So it's just like you need to find someone. And I just didn't want to reward Patrick Mahomes' inconsistent play. And I think you didn't want to reward Kyler Murray's um, lack of uh, av- availability. To be on that he's, list, yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't make sense. He missed a quarter of the season. 
Yeah, no, it totally it, it makes sense. I can I completely understand both. So I think and, like, and I, like I just to to like rephrase that. I'm not I'm not against the fact that he's missed a quarter of the season. I'm against the fact that he just missed a quarter of the season. So that's not something that's going to be like in a week from now. I'm not going to be like, well, he missed three weeks this year. It's because this was literally his first game back. He just missed yeah. three weeks. That, that was more what it is. Um, more of like a recency thing more than anything. Yeah, it's just so funny because there's really no one else you can put on this as a top three quarterback other than him. Yeah, I guess it's like what, the last thing I'll both say reluctant NFL, to put him. Yeah, the last thing I'll say NFL-wise is that there are no um, – the quarterback play, there's not that many bad quarterbacks, but there's also not that many good quarterbacks. There are a lot of mm-hmm. people playing middle of the pack like quarterback, including guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the Baker Mayfields, the Dak Jar- Prescott. Goffs. Yeah, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes. These guys are not playing up to their normal standards. Uh, they're either shockingly average or even some of them playing far below their standards, like the Baker Mayfields and Lamar Jackson. Those two guys, like Lamar Jackson hasn't looked very good. And they've sl- they, they, they're winning games, but they, he's they've – you know, he hasn't looked like the same Lamar Jackson that we saw last year or the year before, right. for example. Baker Mayfield's struggling. I know he's hurt, but he's struggling. Um, Matt Ryan's getting older and struggling. Dak Prescott's up and down. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, I don't know. He just doesn't look the same at all either. So, no, 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 no he doesn't at all. Very odd year. I completely agree with you there. Yeah, it's been weird. Well, I'll read those out one last time. Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, and Trevor Lawrence are our three stooges. In four or three kings, we have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert. And I like it just because, like, if he falls off next week, like, it, it might not be because he did something so bad. It might be just because mm-hmm. somebody really out or regained their spot, like a Kyler. Yeah, like Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else on NFL, or should we move on to no, our? No, I do want. I do want to say one thing about the NFL. This upcoming NFL Sunday has maybe the worst slate slate of games and matchups I've seen in a long time. Um, Especially the morning games. Afternoon games, for once, are actually better than the morning games. I looked at it a little bit. I noticed there was a lot of spreads that were like six, seven, eight plus. Yep. And so I knew... You have like the Seahawks are like ten point favorites on the road in Houston. Um, you had uh, man, who was it? There was another one that was pretty crazy. Like, there was one that was like the Titans are like ten point favorites on the Jaguars. Um, Chargers ten Packers, point favorites. Packers like I think eight nine ten point favorites on the Bears. Maybe a little twelve more and a half Broncos, yeah. uh, on the on the. Uh, on the Lions, yeah, there was a lot of big spreads, but we do have a Buffalo Tampa Bay game that's going to be interesting, um, and a Rams Cardinals Monday night, which is pretty cool. And Browns Ravens yep. morning game is also uh, actually a very meaningful game there for especially for the Browns. And you know, Browns can either sneak one game behind the Ravens, or you're three games out and they're probably missing the playoffs. Exactly. So it's kind of it's an exciting week though, and and you know, Chiefs Raiders is always fun as well. It's just a good like matchup. Yeah. You know what game, George? I will say though that I'm very excited to see what happens here, and I I have a bold prediction. Is I don't think it's that bold actually, but yeah. a couple of weeks ago it would have been bold. But I think Washington is going to beat Dallas, and 
they're going to be they're going to put be one game behind Dallas right mm-hmm. there for first place in the division. Dallas has not looked right. Like we were talking about Dak. Tyler Heineke has been looking better than Dak. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that's last week. Dak looked pretty good after a couple of bad weeks. So I think, uh, in general, the Cowboys though, I mean, Mike McCarthy said they're going to win against Washington football team. So I guess you're going to have to <laughs> like listen to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. That was really weird. of him to say like, Oh, we I know we're winning this week. Like, I know. Like what? what like, I don't know. You just don't feel like Bill Belichick ever says anything like that. We know we're winning this one, guys. Like, okay, well, maybe you should. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, like, don't, don't, don't say that, buddy. Well, let's get on to our NBA section um, of the podcast, George. Where we're doing, we each pick a king, a jack, and a joker. And for those that are either listening to this we did our first one last week for our mid or our quarter season awards. Now it's weekly. So this is our, for the last seven days, our King who's like our best player of the week or most deserving award of the week. The Jack, who is the young player that's impressing you um, could be like a first, second year. And the Joker um, mm-hmm. is like the clown of the week or like the guy you make fun of. And you know, what I was going to ask George. Yes. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I don't have any options there. I'd like to make a special request that um, we add that we can add coaches and GMs to these lists. Oh, I love that. I really do. Thank you. So, like, if, if I'm in the mood to, you know, make the king, you know, could have been Monty Williams last week for the Suns, right? Like, you're on a 17-game winning streak. Or, or Got something it. Something like that. Or a GM makes a stupid trade. It'd be fun to put him on the joke. No, totally. Get it. I like it. I appreciate that. Well, Let's get it started, George. Uh, you can go first. Who is your king of the week? Uh, my king of the week, Sammy. Is there a reason you didn't let me say it? I was like, who is your? And then you said, ah. No, uh, I mean, just the way you set it up, it made me sound like, who is your? And I'm like, king of a week. I don't know. It sounded like you were trying to set me up for something there. So I kind of just went with it. I guess no I patience. was. Uh... No patience from big bro George today. A lot of just finishing my sentences. There's no uh... patience. I thought you were throwing me a, a alley oop, and I just trying to slam dunk it there. Um, do you want to? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to say it, or should I just go with my king of a week? I'm kidding. My, yeah, you just go. Yeah, come on. I know. I'm totally kidding. My king of a week, Sammy, is Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. Um, his last three games, that he's he's going to win the Western Conference. Uh, I, I think they do players of the week still. But if they they do, he will. Last three games, thir- thirty four points. Uh, six assists, then 35 points, six assists, then 36 points, five assists for three straight wins, shooting 57% from the field and 44% from three in those last three games since last Friday. All wins for the Utah Jazz. Uh, he's he's had an exceptional week, has Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. I like that one, but I, I did want to see, I do think they gave their players of the weeks already. and I, I'm, I'm interested to see um yeah last week for week seven donovan mitchell was the western conference player of the week okay so yeah it makes sense uh, which was three days ago but it includes he put up 33 points 5.7 assists and 4.3 uh three pointers made and three and zero on the week as of three days ago and i'm sure they played again in those three days and probably added to that they played wednesday which was yesterday and he put up 36 points 
five boards, two assists on 60% shooting. Can you guess who is the Eastern player of the week? And he's not one of my Kings. Yeah, it was uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. yeah. Actually, who I was going to consider putting as one of my Kings, but I'll get to why he is not, obviously, because well, he unfortunately can't play now. The COVID, yeah. got the COVID protocols, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I do want to mention the Donovan Mitchell stuff here. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz, um, like, uh, my only issue is, like, is this is this year different? Or do you think it's the same shit? Well, it's the same shit. They're they're a regular season team. He's gonna put up good stats. That's great. They could the only way is unless he turns into Dwayne Wade from 2006 and carries the team to the NBA Finals. But I just don't see that with him. I think the NBA is too loaded. I think the West is too deep. Uh, I don't. I just don't see that happening with the Utah Jazz. You can't see them becoming a Phoenix Suns type of situation. I know Phoenix Suns obviously obviously picked up a Chris Paul. I know that's that that is. Something that maybe a lot of people, when they consider like the next team to come to the finals, we're missing the fact that like, yeah, but they added Chris Paul, a veteran like star. But you know, if you look at the roster of like a Phoenix Suns last year and compare it to the roster of a Utah Jazz, very similar in the sense of like how stacked they are and how well the whole camaraderie is. Um, so I think it's the same shit as well. <laughs> I think they're gonna lose in the. They'll lose either in the second round or in the conference finals. Um, and they could lose in the first round if they have an awful matchup. But there is a scenario where the Lakers are older. You know, Clay Thompson doesn't come back as great as he was. Um, and the Jazz are really a team to maybe beat in the West. But it's just interesting because mm-hmm. it does feel like this is every year. Like, okay, yeah, maybe this is the one. Well, it's one of those things, right? Until you show me otherwise, uh, I'm going to keep picking against you. I, I'm not trying to like be a dick here, but you know we've had enough evidence to show us that this is this team, and we that Rudy Gobert is a different player. Like it's really good in the regular season, but once the playoffs hit, and he becomes almost not sometimes like with matchups in a seven game series, you know how to expose him instead of playing him night to night basis. Like you play him on Tuesday, then you Thursday, you go play someone else. Like, yeah, he's really effective. But when you have seven yeah. games against Rudy Gobert, you can kind of, you know, exploit the matchups that you really want. So I think it depends too on the, I mean, like there's going to be a scenario where he has a playoff stretch where he just does really well just because the matchups worked out. Yeah, but totally. It's going to be an interesting. You know, I guess the, the problem with the Jazz is with one of the teams, we're not going to know if they can have a different type of year until they actually just do, like you said. Devin Booker was a loser. He can't play winning basketball until he did. Exactly. Who's your king? And did. I got uh, Christian Woods. And huh. the reason I have Christian Woods is uh, the Rockets have won seven games in a row. Um, and... Christian Woods is kind of dominating. It's actually quite interesting that this team is on a seven-game winning streak. They started off the season one and sixteen, and now they are eight and sixteen on a seven-game winning streak. And I did see they're the first team in NBA history to have a fifteen-game losing streak uh, and a seven-plus game winning streak in the same season. Yep. Uh, and I'm putting him as my king just because the shout-out for the like, like he he could have. I'm sure he got some votes for player of the week, averaging, you know, he's averaging 16 and 12 this year. And in the last couple games, he was, he went, he put up in some of the wins. Let me just read the last, his last four games was 24 and 21, 20 and 13, 23 and eight and 12 and 15. And obviously all wins. Um, and they're on a seven game winning streak. So my, all right. 
it, it means my, my king is really like a shout out to the Houston Rockets for winning seven straight. But if I had to pick one guy, I thought, you know what? Let's go ahead and pick um, Christian Woods because he, he did have a good story, too, of kind of just coming back out of nowhere in the spirit. Yeah, I, I kind of don't like that one. I wish you went with the head coach of the Houston Rockets and went with the whole, like, oh, they he rallied a team after starting 1-15 in 15 to 7-game winning streak. I would have really got behind that. Like, since you said, can we put coaches well, and GMs there? That would have been a fantastic move. Not that I didn't like the Christian Woods thing. I just would have loved I that. I don't cheat. Okay, I don't cheat games. And uh, we didn't make that rule until the podcast started. So I went with what's on my list. Okay, That's why fair I asked if it's a possibility for a future. I don't like to cheat. I wrote down what I wrote down. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm a man of integrity. Okay. All right. Fair enough. No, no. I like the integrity. I just wish you didn't have okay. it. Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> Shout out to whatever his name is. Steven Sil- Silas. Yeah, Silas. 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 Guy got fucked like as much as you could possibly get fucked in a scenario where he shows up in Houston and then James Harden decides he's going to want to play there and then he ends up with like maybe one of the worst rosters in basketball and starts off the year losing 15 straight. And you know, a lot of guys in his situation are going to be like, well, fuck, I'm going to be fired. Like exactly. But he, he stuck it through and they won seven in a row. So there you go. There's my shout out. I love it. All right. Who's uh, you go first on this one. Who's your, uh, your uh, Prince or your Jack. Sorry, not Prince. Our Jack. Our Jack is the young player that we like, um, which is basically a Prince, our Prince, a young player. Uh, mine's Evan Mobley. Uh, the 14 and 12 Cleveland Cavaliers uh, made the right draft choice, and they've done it a few times. They've had a lot of hits and misses, right? Um, but in a league where drafting a young big can nowadays be a pretty big flop, like mm-hmm. I think I would, I would say it's more likely to be a flop than it is to be successful. Um, the Cavs are rolling, and they're actually a really good team at, at uh, uh, 14 and 12. In their last five games this week, mm. uh, they had a couple losses. They lost to Milwaukee and Utah. You can't really, you know, uh, those are tough games. But they went three and two against Miami, Washington, Utah, Milwaukee, and Chicago. Beating Washington, Chicago, and Miami uh, for a 14 and 12 young Cavs team is pretty impressive. And Evan Mobley is putting up what is it in his last 10 he's averaging 12 and 12.9 points with 8.6 rebounds and almost three blocks that 2.7 blocks in his last few games he's just been putting up things like 17 and 11 14 and 11 16 and 9 and and really helping this young Cavs team so he's my prince and i'm i'm proud of you know what the Cavs are doing and uh Evan Mobley, I was a little confused about him coming out of USC. I, I understood the potential, but I didn't think he'd be this good that this quickly in the league. No, that, that's fair. I mean, I, I mean I'm gonna give you a guy who's I think is a better Jack right now, but uh, I I found it convenient when you read out all his stats, and I'm just poking fun at you here, where you skipped the game this week where he had six points on twenty five percent shooting. But yeah, but that's, you just skip. that's a game. I mean, I, I know okay. it's a week, but well, it's the weekly print. The reason, Jack, right? the reason we did this game where we pick ours, so it's not yeah. it's not Skip Bayless debate show. Like no, every no. every answer of mine, you, you're trying to rebut it. The point of this game is that we don't have the same answer, right? No, so the point of course, is that, of course. we can have the like, same answer sometimes. Like I'm just saying, yeah, but 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 my thing is, we're recognizing these players, talking about the scenarios, talking about you know how seasons are going. 
going going through that. Like, I don't care if you don't like Evan Mobley's one game in a week when he's playing. He's probably going to win rookie of the year. So, like, I, I really like how he's played. He's my. Friend. I know, no, I know. I totally agree. I, I'm just saying for the integrity of the game. I'm just, I'm just arguing the integrity of this game. If it's a weekly thing and you put up a really bad game during the week, I, it's hard for me to give you the jack. That's all I'm saying. Even though I think he's the best rookie so far. If you give me yeah, his, that, like, that's not how it works for me. You can have an average game in a week of five games, and it still be in there. If Steph Curry averaged forty-five in a week. But with one game where he put up twelve, but it balanced out an amazing week, you'd still consider putting him in there because it's a collection, right? We're not talking about one game. Okay. Um, my Jack is Kate Cunningham. Um, over his last three games, which were all this week, he averaged twenty four point three points per game, seven boards, shooting fifty six percent from the field and sixty one percent from the three point line. Um, just fantastic stats. Nineteen. And five, 28 and 11, 21 and uh, four. But what, what really impressed me here is that shooting percentage. He's shooting 61% from three over his last three games and 55.8% from the field. That's what impresses me. <laughs> With the five game losing streak, probably, right? Or yeah. 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 Have they won they, any of them? Oh, no, they have not. But yeah, he's playing good. That's, yeah. Come on. They're so. No, what do you mean five game losing streak? Are you kidding me? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten game losing streak. Double that. God damn. They're, yeah, they're they're not a good basketball team. And this is where so for uh, for me and you, like these this is where some things differ when you look at the Prince side of things. Like, you know, he is playing well. That's cool. I I, I like that the Cavs are winning some games and Evan Mobley plays a big role in those wins. Um, and that's why I, I just, when I consider like my Prince of the week, I look at the, the wins and losses too, because it's easier to put up shitty stats against a, on a shitty team compared to, you know, having four out of five good games on a, in a situation where, you know, your team wasn't supposed to be that good and they're kind of overachieving, but it's good to see Cade Cunningham do this because he had a rough early, I think it was first like five, six, seven games when he came out that injury were pretty rough, right? Yeah, I mean, no, no, they, they were pretty rough. But I mean, there's another game in there, not even counting, where he, like the week game before that, so not just the last three games, where he put up 26 and had 70% from three. Like, that's kind of my thing. What I'm really impressed with him is the shooting stats more than like anything else. Like, they, it's high quality shots. When you're shooting 60% from three, 55% from the field, I mean, obviously those numbers are going to come down. But that's what's impressive to me is the uh, – it's not just high volume, you know, oh, he put up 27 points on 33% shooting. Well, if you go, and if you go to the end of uh, November, I'm looking at his numbers here. Yeah. He had a really shitty end of November outside of the last game on the 30th against Portland. Yep. Before that, we're talking about – uh, games where he shot three for nine from three, which is okay. But then he was 0 for five, two for six, one for seven, one for nine. He has a one for eight game there. And he was a couple of games putting up single digit points. So he's really over the last two weeks, you know, found a groove and turned it around, which is uh, exciting for him because you, you want to see a guy like Kate Cunningham succeed because I, I thought he was a pretty surefire going to be like at a decent NBA player. It was one of the things oh, that I, felt like it's going to happen. I'd like to see him get to the free throw line more, though. I don't like in three games, four free throws. Um, yeah. If he, 
get, get a little more aggressive and it's going to even even more boost up his game. To- totally agree. Yeah, but I, I and you know what? Like, just well, I want to see who your Joker is. But I was going to say like he's so much better than Jalen Green too. Is Jalen Green your Joker? No, I mean he's not even playing right now. So I guess t- technically I can, but I'm not going to do that because of in- just because of injuries. John Wall would have been actually a nice Joker, but didn't do that either because I actually I, know that I think Joker's about, a guy who's not playing. It has nothing to do yeah, with playing. I kind of wish I put John Wall in there because like he's like I'm not coming back if you don't start me. And they went on a seven game winning streak, and actually I'm gonna actually go ahead and just pivot here. I had Tony Snell. Because he had a Tony Snell with 13 points, no boards, no assists, no rebounds, no steals last night. But I'm changing it on the fly. I'm giving it to John Wall because okay. he decided you not to. You are on something today because you will not let me finish what I was asking or what I was saying. My whole question huh. about the Jalen Green thing yeah. was because we were talking about Kate Cunningham. And that's what I was getting to is huh. Kate Cunningham is, or Jalen Green. The reason I asked if he's your joker because my king was Christian Woods. And then you put Kate Cunningham as a jack. And I was like, maybe. Jalen Green was going to be his joker because the team was on a 15-game losing streak with Jalen Green, the number two pick in the draft, the guy that went right after Cade Cunningham. And since he's been out, John Wall wasn't part of the 15-game or the seven-game. The minute Jalen Green goes out, the Rockets do a 180 uh, with like what probably the third string point guard now, whoever it is, right? Like not John Wall, not Jalen Green. Uh, so that's why I was asking if the joker was going to be Jalen Green because it is interesting – that the number one pick in the draft is doing what you know you just stated he was doing numbers wise. The number two pick in the draft's team is on a second winning streak. A minute he went out. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, I actually agree with you. It is bad, but uh, that's why I changed my mind and went with John Wall because literally I feel like ever since the news came out that you want to come back and be like, no, you can't start. He's like, well, I'm not coming back. They've gone on a winning streak, so I think it's funny. Yeah, I see my hard thing with John Wall there is he's right in some sense. They're like on that Rockets team when he said, like, I want to come back and be a starter, like he probably should have been, right? Probably so it's like and he probably or, or maybe start. not now. Because <laughs> mm, they're on a seven game winning streak, but I mean their starting lineup is I don't even it's I mean George. Starting line, those starting lines pretty bad. It's Christian Wood, Deshaun Tate, Garrison Matthews, Kevin Porter Jr., and Eric Gordon. I honestly don't know who Deshaun Tate and Garrison Matthews are. Neither do I. I have no idea. But I'm just thinking it's funny because hey, Aaron Brooks started yesterday. Or no, sorry, Armoni Brooks. I was like, a Brooks, Armoni. Armoni Brooks, Brooks. Is not in the NBA. I know that's why I was shocked. There, I was like, he's still in the NBA. Armoni Brooks. Now, I obviously John Wall's better than these guys, but I just think it's funny that that happened. So that's why he's my Joker. Interesting. I, see, that's where I was asking about Jalen Green. I, for me, it would have been Jalen Green if I was using that theory, just because dude's the number two pick in the draft. The minute you go out, the team goes on a seven-game winning streak after a fifteen-game losing streak, and the whole Jalen Green stuff. I don't know. If, some people are going to be like, oh, hating on Jalen Green. Well, you know, I just don't like the – he just seems too full of himself. He's just If he loses athleticism, I can see him not being that great. And I don't know. He just came into the league too cocky. Like, and like remember when he was, like, staring down Cade Cunningham and 
all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like Mikey. He's like Mikey Williams syndrome, same syndrome. Yeah, but but better. Mikey Williams won't be a number two pick in the draft. Uh, true, he's better than him. But same, it's the same syndrome. Yeah, like oh, my, I was famous in high school syndrome. Yeah, Good exactly. for him. Though. <laughs> he's the number yeah, two pick in the draft. Good. Well, yeah, my, mine's John Wall, but who's <laughs> yours? Um. Mine is Zion Williamson. Okay. Oh, that's because he's and you know yesterday another picture came out of him being looking skinny, but then there was the one I met the game where he looked like he was three hundred fifty pounds. And there are some reports that he is nearing three twenty five or three thirty in weight right now. I heard. Um, and I don't care if you have a foot injury and you can't do cardio. Okay, you have world class trainers, doctors nutritionists you're in the nba like you can eat the right way to not gain 200 freak like, i mean there was something i i listened to that like uh the like the pelicans trainer say his optimal weight is like 260 or something like that i think it was 260 mm-hmm. or 270 and he's at 320 i mean it's not like he got hurt like during preseason time right like in like two months you can't be 360 pounds or 330, whatever it was. Um, Zion, I mean, you just look at like him versus John Morant right now, and that's forever going to be a comparison. It's kind of like the Luca Trey stuff. It's kind of like the like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, like we talked about. That's what happens when you go next to each other in, in drafts. And John Morant, I know Zion was the surefire number one pick, but John Morant's like, Overall career has been so much better than Zion's already. And not to say Zion's individual performances haven't been great when he's playing, but his lack of ability and his the lack of winning in New Orleans, which isn't completely his fault, don't get me wrong. But And now his weight gain and hurt again. Uh, it's been a really rough beginning for for Zion. And disappointing. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I totally agree with you. That was a great one. Um, I was trying to look up the stat that I saw the other day. And it was like maybe this was the number. I this number might be wrong, but in the first three seasons, um, Zion Williamson so far has played uh, eighty-two games through his first three seasons. Um, Greg Oden played eighty-five through his first three seasons, so he's already approaching that uh, Greg Oden territory where you know he can't stay healthy, can't play. At least, I mean, the difference between him and Oden is when when Zion has played, he's looked fantastic, averaging twenty-seven it's last not like, year. And it's not like knee ACL like ligament problem no but this is a food and eating problem which could be and uh, and it, that's an injury it's not just, and, not and playing just <laughs> yeah but i think that's why he's getting hurt right because he has so much extra weight on himself that he's not in yeah. tip-top shape so that's why he's getting hurt i think i mean i could be totally wrong but i mean yeah it's sad and i, I think that's a good joke that's a that's a joker i think that was a great call by you didn't even think of it yeah because for me there was also not too many. There wasn't like a scenario in the NBA right now where it was somebody that's just like really fucked up, right? Like we already did Ben Simmons last week, mm. um, and I was just like, this guy's the one, the next guy up right now. Where you're just like, dude, figure it out. Like I'm not saying figure out your injuries because that's unfortunate, it's just shitty. But like you said, it's about the weight, not about the injuries. It's about the weight. Like, figure oh out yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat better. I don't know. Like you can't do cardio. I'm sure you can do the freaking moving your arms machines or like do some weight lifting. I'm sure you can maybe <laughs> the moving maybe your bite. arm machine. I don't know which one that is, but that's, that's the good. old, you know, in the old grandmas at the gym where you sit on the chair and just 
rotate your arms. Oh, <laughs> you can do that probably, right? God, that, yeah, I, I know that machine. I've never used it before, but yeah, the rotate arm machine. I like that one. Yeah, he could do it. So I just think, yeah, I thought he was a joker for that reason. But I guess the last thing I'll say about Zion, and I know because he's kind of an interest, he's more interesting of a topic. No offense to your joker. I mean, John Wall's interesting, but as you said, no, like, he's not. Like, yeah, okay. Sorry, that's why I mean, it was a good. Yours was a good joker as well, but not worth talking about too much, right? Yeah, yeah wall conversation. Yeah, not too many people care. Zion, it's just unfortunate because you just said he's played eighty-two games, right? Yeah, he's that, electric in those eighty-two games. Might be a wrong stat. I was trying to find it. I'm trying to remember the exact stat, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I uh, just look at Basketball Reference, but he is um just I don't know, like it's just disappointing because. When he does play, he's averaging 25 and 7, right? And he was a rookie in his second year in the NBA. That's exciting. He's played 85 games, and this is his third season right now. And even George, even when he was an all-star last year, only played 61 games. Yep. Uh, No, I know. And and he averaged, I think, 27 last year, correct? 27 and 7.2. And his assists went up by one and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know... But last year, his shooting got a little worse from three. He went from shooting uh, – and he doesn't shoot many threes. It's under like a three a game. But, you know, he's shooting 29% from three. He's got to figure out the jumper. And, yeah, like he shoots a good field goal percentage, but it's a lot in the paint. That's my that's the thing, too, is if you're going to be bully ball basketball guy only, you have to be in shape and not get hurt. Otherwise, he's also going to have to figure out his jumper. And that hasn't been yep. figured out. No, no, totally agree. You're gonna yeah, preserve like, your body a little bit, right? Look at Anthony Davis. As much as Anthony Davis also is frustrating, he's used his jumper in a way to not be as physical and preserve his body because he knows he gets hurt. Absolutely. And I think that's not like you know, if, if Anthony Davis didn't have that jumper, how many more games would he have missed by now? Probably a lot more. Um, and I got I got the exact number. Like you just gave me. Um, Zion's played 85 in his first three seasons so far. I mean, this season's still. Uh, hopefully he actually gets back on the court. Odin played 82 f- through his first three seasons. So, I mean, he's kind of approaching he's that beat territory. Him, he'll probably play 30, 40 games this year. Yeah, yeah, he should. I mean, you hope, right? I mean, they're so far out of a playoffs, but you got to get it back on the court this season. He had a setback, too. So, he's not coming yeah. back anytime soon. And, and they're not going to make the playoffs. That's what's sad about this, too, is he's not necessarily in a situation where being as in New Orleans. Like, John Morant. On the other end, he's been out for five, six games. I think the Grizzlies went on a five-game winning streak. Like they're a decent mm-hmm. roster, at least keeping them alive, right? Um, should Zion's put him as season, my joker. A, huh? I'm joking. So I should put John Moran as my joker. He's so good, dude. I know. He's, I'm. Kidding. He's been better than Zion, unfortunately, not necessarily individualistically at all times, but consistency made made the playing games. They mm-hmm. made the playoffs, right? Then they make the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs, and uh, they gave the Jazz a run for their money in a few games too. Yeah, like until Zion does something like that, like it's hard to. I don't know. It was like it was like the Trey Young Luca stuff. Like Luca was way ahead of Trey Young, but then Trey Young mm-hmm. made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's like, okay, you're both great. But Zion mm-hmm. needs to do that. He needs to show up one of these years. They're not making the playoffs this year. We're going to be on year four with them finishing maybe in the top five in draft picks again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a con- it's definitely a major concern for them because. I mean, geez, I mean, he, I think he's eligible next season for that uh, max contract. So, if I, I mean, you know he's going to opt into that because if he doesn't, like, 
he he better get paid now because it seems like he's very injury riddled. But but there's a but there. Would you say problem? There's probably 25 out of the 30 teams in the NBA that would be like, fuck it, worth the risk. You don't think the Knicks would just say, fuck it, worth the risk? Oh yeah, but remember like, that. But that uh, that qualifying offer is way less money. And when you have injuries like him, I think he's ready just to sign in New Orleans and just take that money. I feel that. Like you're saying that if he didn't have injury problems, he could be that guy that says like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to resign the rookie deal." Yeah, no, no one has ever done it. So he, I don't, I don't think a guy coming out this many injuries would be the first one to do it. It's kind of shocking. No one's ever done it. No one's ever been just like, "Fuck the city, dude." I'm well, it's like it. forty. It's like forty million dollars more. And you're like 22, 21 years yeah. old. Yeah. Oh, I got to be in Milwaukee for four more years. Or I mean, he'll Orleans just do the move. He's going to do the same move that everyone does. He'll sign it. Even if he's not happy a year later, he'll be like, hey, give me the fuck out of here. And then somehow the GM's like, oh, I have to. So they trade him for like pick swaps. Yeah. And they'll trade like, yeah. Unless you're, unless you're, uh, what's it called? Unless you're uh, Ben Simmons. Simmons. And you have Daryl Moore. And he's like, nope. Nope. That actually be an interesting kind of like thing down the line if Simmons for Zion Williamson if, if Zion actually went out of New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe that happens. I don't. Oh, it's not happening at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got, my man. Same here. A little longer than we expected, but that's usually a good. That's usually for good reasons. Yeah, it was. It was fun, man. Um, I like the. Like I said, I love the man bun. Just anyone listening, get back, look it up, post a picture on Instagram, Sammy, this week, and go follow Sammy on tap and like his man bun pictures. If I post anything with it, never mind. But much love. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably a separate podcast for NFL yeah. and NBA, but I hope you all enjoyed. And uh, follow us everywhere at pod that, P-O-D that. Um, send us some DMs of questions, thoughts, ideas to get to know you section, which we'll be back next week as well. And uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the holidays. This is the Sports on Tap, and you know what we like to say, George. Cheers to sports. Peace. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. Cheers to sports.